You are tuned in to Big Boys and Body Slams, three goofballs that talk about wrestling. Throwback and current day pay-per-view reviews. Follow us on Twitter at BB and BS Podcast. And while you're at it, check out our merch store and our Patreon page. All the links will be in the description below. Enjoy the show. What is up, Polgamanians, and welcome to another episode of Big Boys and Body Slams. My like, name is I like, Zach. I like how you just banged the paper on the, the table like it did something. It did. Okay, Official. I'm Zach. This butthead next to me is Kyle. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're supposed to say Luke first. Over here we got Luke. That's now, gotta be. That's gotta be Kane. The impressions are back. Woo! Now, now you can introduce me. And Kyle. Oh, I'm, I'm still here. That's and not Kane. It is. The time has come. The time is now for me to make this show highbrow. I come with a master's in history and an archives and records management degree from WWE in Bellingham to impart wrestling history to the listeners of Big Boys and Body Slams. I'm a longtime fan of wrestling, both new and old. If you follow this podcast, my name you've been told. I'm a bit of Lenny Poffo and some of Mike Tanay. You can call me the professor, and my name is Joe Shea. Woo! Whoa. That was good. Professor Joe. He has his professorology degree as well. He didn't mention <laughs> yeah. that. No, no, it's his professorate. I'm his not, professorate in, in wrestling. I have a master's in archives and records management. So yes. basically anything that I'm a no, fan no, no. of, you're I breaking trace K-Fib. You're breaking K-Fib. <laughs> you're, you're breaking, breaking K-Fib. K-Fib. So I think we should probably explain who Joe is. Joe's Luke's brother, yep. and he he kind of met. He helps us every week, telling us what we did wrong and what we did right. <laughs> he definitely knows a lot more than we did. Yeah, Jesus. So uh, and I would still argue that that, and I gotta agree with, or gotta kind of come on Kyle on this one. But oh, nice. What's his name? <laughs> is a pa- or no, no. This is Luke. Pee. <laughs> 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 Dude, this we're all right. It's sausage. Yeah, uh, I can't think of his name. This is a real hung power up lift, The power lifter that you guys got all hung Doug up. Doug Furness. Doug, Doug, Doug Furness could manhandle anybody he wanted to. He was a national powerlifting champion. Like, hey, thank you. Like Mark Henry level. Say, like I'm just gonna say, he had Henry to come level. on you for that. Yeah. I, hey, I've been came on for less. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so be, we'll get to this later, but I had a bone to pick with Luke during this show nice. when Bret Hart picked up Vader, who wasn't a powerlifting champion, who was just a vanilla midget. Yeah, well, guess what? Bret Hart was a world champion, and Doug Furness wasn't. Doug Furness was a world champion. He, yeah, that's, that's true. Just not, not in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Well, but before we get oh, okay. to the show, we got, we got the house cleaning stuff that we, we always got. Well, house, uh, yeah, house we got uh, Google Play, which nobody listens to us on anyways. Literally. We've literally never had one person listen to us on Google Play. I looked it up. Can you so, blame them? All you Android users out there, come on. I mean, uh, SoundCloud's kind of easier, though. Yeah, that's honest. true. But then, but then SoundCloud, YouTube, and everyone's personal favorite, Apple Podcast. That's right. That's because right. Because I think that's where we get the most views. Is Kyle. Well, and I do your iTunes, and I was, like I told you before, I actually will do the iTunes for three quarters of it, and then the last minute I listen to SoundCloud because for some reason you guys drop the last minute yeah, I don't, I, on well, iTunes. I don't know what's going on with that. Yes. Can somebody else let us know if that's happening to them? Nolan, Wyatt, anybody out there? I've checked the ends of a few. Some of them get cut off. Some of them are okay. There doesn't seem to be a rhyme or a reason to it. We need to troubleshoot that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Kyle. Yes. We sold three shirts this week. That's what I was going to get to. So, so first of all, Caitlin, Luke's girlfriend, bought a shirt. Yeah, yeah. She didn't even tell him. She just she, bought a I, shirt. That's awesome. It was news to me. So, <laughs> so thank you, Caitlin. Uh, Wyatt, 
so so this is awesome. Wyatt bought a shirt, and I used to coach Wyatt in baseball, and we actually just went and saw the story so far together not too long ago. So and Wyatt kept telling me how much he loved the podcast, and that was just awesome. So Wyatt, you, thank you went you. to a concert with Wyatt. We he was there already, oh. and then we uh, hung I also, out. I also went to a concert with Wyatt. Yeah, so we hung out the whole the whole show there. My buddy Jake was there too. He's right behind us. He's in. Oh the, yeah, he's in the crowd. Dude, today. we got such a crew. Hey, we uh, we all went out and uh, had a little had a little fun minus Zach last night. And, but, uh, but Daddy Zach had to go. We, home we and still get some have sleep. one more. We have one more shirt. Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, Stanley Ward Sigler Ward? bought a shirt. I love it. Yes, Stan, Stan complained about shipping and handling the whole time he bought the shirt, but that's all right. We, we went we went to a, a theater to watch Space Jam. Like Thanks a, for begrudgingly supporting us, Daniel. Yeah, so we, so we went and saw Space Jam last night at a, like a second run theater, and uh, he bought he bought the sweatshirt and he he complained about shipping and handling the whole time, but that's all right. He still did it because he loves me. So that's right. Thank yes. you. And I, and I bought him a Brooks Robinson action figure. So we're all thank good. you to everybody who bought Dude, a shirt. Yeah, we and thank you for, to Joe for being with us. The Luke's Ward thing reminds me of an old cheesy joke. Let's what, hear what, it. what was the dirtiest thing ever said on television? Oh God! What Ward? Was... You were a little hard on the Beaver last night. Oh, <laughs> hey, that's a zinger. Is that Revenge right of the Nerds? There. Is that Revenge of the Nerds? That yeah, is Revenge of the Nerds. Nice. So, <laughs> nice. so now let's get into us being nerds and take a look at our nice. What a shirt. segue, bro! Wow, we're killing it. I said shirt, but I meant show. Real quick, I have to tell you guys today we're brought to you by Patreon.com/slash/BigBoysAndBodySlams. Again, a common misconception people make is thinking that Patreon is simply a crowdfunding or donation platform, but we look at it more as of a member. We look at it as more of a membership. This show is a disaster. (laughs) (laughs) You are getting some really cool things in return, including your name in the credits, a shout out, and even an extra monthly show. So big boys and body slams at the movies, which you'll be seeing in March. I was going to say, yeah, we're going to, we're going to free for everybody. We're going to review ready the rumble. So everybody can, uh, See what the big boys at the movie is going to be like, and yes. uh, I personally love Ready the Rumble. It is one of my favorite movies. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. Either. So oh, this is going to oh, be popping so, my Ready to so Rumble if, cherry. If you guys are expecting a movie like The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke, we'll get there you, eventually. You are completely mistaken. This movie is more like Jay and Silent Bob I than The Wrestler. Wait. Oh yes. so I can't wait. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's 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 just out there waiting, and that that's for our highest uh, uh, also, members. Also, I know he probably doesn't listen to the show, but I want to shout out to David Arquette, who is the uh, star of Ready the Rumble. Because Friend of the podcast. You are doing some damn cool things right now, buddy. That's right. Um, we, we will never hate on. Yes, and uh, and for one dollar a month, less than a cup of coffee, you get the show a day early, a full twenty-four hours early for just a dollar a month. We think uh, it's really worth your time and your money and your effort to check it out. Patreon.com/slash Big Boys and Body Slams, and of course. Come on, guys. The links are in the description below. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Shall we get into the show? Let's do it. I, We're doing... I, yes. I say real quick? Oh, absolutely. I, I respect you continuing with your promo after we interrupted it for like two minutes straight. Hey, yes. you know, <laughs> I just picked up right where I left. I'm, I'm the pro's pro. All right, what are we doing? Uh, today, we are doing WWF In Your House, Bad Blood, 1997, coming to us from St. Louis, Missouri, in the Kiel Center, 21,151 in attendance. What a house. And if you're Ooh, sold out, baby. Yeah. Sold out. And if for some reason you want to watch this show... It is not under bad blood on the WWE yeah, don't, Network. Yeah, don't mistake that mistake. It's under in your house. Because me, me and Zach had that mistake yesterday. Yeah, so Kyle had that mistake. I corrected him. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but, but all right. Zach can start the show now. All right. So um, the show opens up. Oh. oh, yeah. Go ahead, pal. I'm so sorry. No, don't be sorry. So on the network, so they have their cover art for all the shows. Uh-huh. So the cover art for this one is Undertaker. And, he's, and Undertaker is holding a decapitated head of himself. Yeah. Like well, staring at the ground. Have been sh- it shouldn't Why have been wouldn't Sean. it be Shawn Michaels? 
Why, why wouldn't he be holding a decapitated head? You know, head, that's, that's a really good point that I didn't even think of. Like, why is he holding his own decapitated head? I mean, because he has the power. Shawn Michaels doesn't have any powers. Well, Undertaker has yeah, powers. Yeah, to be on. real, Undertaker's dead. So, I mean, cutting off his own head, it's not going to kill but him. But his exactly. head's still on his shoulders. Yeah, he's too. not like a Harry Potter ghost or something. Yeah. He's got the power of regeneration. It's common knowledge, but, guys. Uh, but Joe, Joe and I both kind of forgot that, well, except for the end, but like, Forgot that Vince was on the, the oh definitely so so as soon as we heard welcome everyone like <laughs> I'm sorry I gotta get this out of the way right now I don't know how you guys feel Vince's commentary drove me up a wall the majority of the show I'm fine with that I've just oh. grown up, I grew up listening to I, it I don't mind Vince as much as Zach does but I would definitely prefer uh, Lawler and Jr by themselves without Vince McMahon or to, I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here and Uh-oh. say I would rather have Corey Graves Michael Cole and Renee Young than Vince McMahon on call. Ooh, and Vince. Okay. My thing with Vince is from, I mean, if you go and listen to other people's podcasts and they talk about him, he is out of touch with quite a kind of what year it is. So his, 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 yes, his commentary is very 1980s when very. they're trying to get yeah. edgy. I mean, this, this is well, the beginning of the attitude era and he's, he's still very, should be in his blue plaid outfits yeah. that he was wearing in 1980 with the big overgrown ties and that and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because kyle and i said when we were watching the show like this was this was an interesting era for the wwf right because they're on the cusp of the attitude era as you said brett's leaving the company ne- the next pay-per-view is survivor series yep yeah and brett is gone after that everything happens and then obviously mr mcmahon is born from that but this show very much like even though we're on the cusp of the Attitude Era, it feels like a show from 1988. It, it really like does. it just feels like it's ten years well, too. It's just, late. That's just the in your house era. Man, yeah, too. yeah, uh, and I think Vince's commentary kind of like went a long ways towards that. We do open with a little bit of a, a video package here. It's mostly hyping up the Undertaker HBK and hyping up like the first ever Hell in a Cell match. This this brand new structure. Uh, that's when we get introduced to Vince, the King, and Jr. And we get right into a match, which is going to be the Nation of Domination. Uh, comma, D'Lo Brown and Rocky Maivia versus the Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal in a handicap match. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Comma, yeah. comma. He, is, he is yoked. yoked. He's gigantic. He bro. is huge. He's gigantic. You don't think about the Godfather as being like this. I mean, he's a big guy, obviously. I, I made that note. Like D'Lo's the D'Lo's the smallest man in this match. Can you believe D'Lo that? Is the yeah. Small, and he's not a small man. And he's not a small man by any means. <laughs> and uh, you don't really think like you said of the Godfather and Papa Shango as being big guys. Yeah. But, but then when you see him as like, comma, he's just whoa. stacked. He's taller than Hawk. And yeah, Hawk's not a shoulder. Small that's, man. that's Kyle made that note. He's the biggest guy in this match, <laughs> which is crazy. His shoulders are just gigantic. Hawk, yeah. Hawk and Animal are not small guys. No, they're, they're and, jacked. And, and, and here they're comma, still in good shape. Yeah, too, comma is, makes them look small. Well, and here too, something I noticed it kind of just in the match too was like, I never realized how much better of an in ring performer Animal is than Hawk. Animal is wrestling circles around Hawk in this match. Well, and at this point, Hawk's really... I'm sure he's struck having yeah, some personal issues yeah. that are You, that are you can tell him. in this match a little bit yeah. that oh, Animal sure. is the better performer. He may not be the smartest with what he said about Becky Lynch, but... Um, had to throw that out there because Becky's, okay. Becky's the man. So uh, the pre- pre-match here, Hawk cuts a promo. Uh, he's kind of out of control. I kind of love it. Nation of abomination. And he's saying that like if you think you're going to beat us, that's really cute. Uh, or something like that. It made me laugh. He also says Shamrock can't wrestle tonight because Farouk was mean and hurt him. Yeah. No, he, so Farouk put like put on the weakest spine buster of all time, and all of a sudden Shamrock's coughing up blood. That was like his thing, though. Shamrock yeah. was always coughing up blood. But, but here's the thing, too. A spine buster hurts Ken Shamrock, who is supposed to be like... The biggest badass in the world wrestling federation. The world's federation. most dangerous yes. man. Yeah, yeah. How's that? Uh, should we get into the match? I'll Do take it. that as a yes. Do it. Do uh, it. Oh, and one thing, too, as the match is starting, you can just tell, 
Like this is very much like The Rock about to like break that glass ceiling. Yep. He's yep. oozing with charisma. You can tell here that he is like by far the most and charismatic man in the ring. And he's got heat, bro. Oh yeah. Die Rocky Rocky sucks and Die Rocky chance just throughout this match. Uh Hawk and D'Lo are going to start things off as the bell rings. There's a big boot to D'Lo. He immediately tags in The Rock. Uh, and then Animal comes in. The Rock escapes the ring, uh kind of doing some nice getting some nice cowardly chicken heel heat here. He finally gets back into fight. Is he hits he, he like there was a throwaway spot where he like slapped Animal. With this like super stiff slap. Did you guys catch that? Yes. (laughs) Oh man. Back in the day, if The Rock wouldn't have been who he was here, he'd be dead. Yeah, that was a LOD would have killed him for something like that back in the day. Um, True. Yeah, that was super stiff. And there was a nice drop kick by Animal. And uh, The Rock uh, goes out of the ring after that. And then Hawk gets tagged in. There's some traps to The Rock. Kama comes in. Uh, and, and this is just when you know he's like the monster in this match he goes over the top rope to come in you know puts his legs over the top rope like the classic big man entrance his double clothesline uh, both men no sell so they close on each other they both pop right back up Hawk gets an enziguri to Kama Animal tags in there's a power slam to Kama D'Lo comes in uh, that was a beautiful power slam it was there's an animal running or animal gets running need by D'Lo uh, a near fall after he gets his leg on the rope and then there was a bit of an ugly spot there uh, Rocky misses a kick by a Mile. This is the worst kick I had to I've back. Seen. We had to go back and watch it again. It was so bad. Oh, Did yeah. you guys was catch it? Like it? a stomp? No, it was, it, it was a kick to the gut. Yeah. And it was so bad that Animal just Animal no didn't sold. even sell. He just, he just looked at him. He missed it by like a lot. It oh, was really God. bad. It, 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 I mean, you do have to understand this is still like The Rock. Oh, yeah. He was still, still pretty green. Right. No, no, yeah. no. no but yeah. It's just one of those things like just nothing against ugly. The Rock. It was just bad. <laughs> yeah. I We had to go back and watch it again. There's a couple things we had to watch twice in this. In this, in this Beaut show. Beaut of a pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, so Kama gets tagged in. Uh, Animal's just getting beat up forever here. Kama hits the turnbuckle hard Animal after Animal moves out of the way when he goes for a corner splash. Tries for a hot tag. He does get it. Hot comes in. The crowd's going crazy for uh, LOD. The only thing about this hot tag, ref didn't see it. Uh, so the ref's distracted by Hawk, who's trying to go in, which allows Nason to hit a triple team splash for a near fall. Uh, D'Lo so Brown's frog splash, third best of all time. Beautiful. It's oh. so amazing. Oh. Third best of all time. Oh, I, I'm, 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 I'm with you there. Eddie. Rob Van Dam, D'Lo Brown. Yep, that probably and, dude, he looks like Dominique Wilkins, like when he goes to his yeah. knees for a dunk, bro. Yeah, I love it, man. It's so cool. Yeah, I I agree. I totally love it. Uh, Animal gets sent into the steps outside. That was a near fall spot, by the way. Animal gets sent into the steps outside. There's another double double clothesline. Both men are down. Hawk finally gets the hot tag. He takes out Rocky. Hits a messy power slam. We almost dropped him on his head. Uh, D'Lo tries to break the pinfall attempt, but then uh, Hawk gets up and he elbows the Rock. The Nation gets taken out. Uh, by the LOD. Everyone just starts brawling. Then Farouk's comes in. Or they're going for the Doomsday and distracts the LOD. Allows The Rock to hit a rock bottom onto Hawk for the win in 12 minutes. You know what? That they didn't even know okay, how yeah, to wait call a minute. Yeah, They didn't even call that. it the rock bottom. That's a good point. And, and it was crazy because it was like dead silence. They're like... They, there, no heat, what, no they heat they from went, the crowd. Well, yeah. no. I'm talking to announcers. He hits that move and they just are dead. There's no call. There's no... Yeah. I was like, waiting for like the rock bottom, and they're like, and of course Vince, what he hit a maneuver on him. What a maneuver! You know, it's and it's weird if, for me as as a historian. I was thinking about this in juxtaposition to WCW at the time. Big word. You, you've got Mike Tenay on WCW, and he's bringing in all of these wrestling terms for new moves that are coming out of Mexico and Japan because they've got Eddie Guerrero and Jushin Liger and all of these guys that are wrestling for them, and the WWF at the time is still going like they have no idea what to call some of these jim, moves oh, that yeah. are starting to come up my now. favorite thing is just vince vince would say what a maneuver and then jim ross would just tag right behind him <laughs> and be like that's a great japanese arm drive yeah, i loved it i loved it um so that was the match uh the lod not the lod i'm sorry the nation of domination pick up the victory here uh i gotta tell you guys something 
It's match exceeded my expectations. Yes. I, yes. This is a good little match. Yes. I enjoyed this match. I actually am going to give it 2.7 stars. Uh, 2.7? Yeah, not not quite a 7.5, but you know, better than 2.5. You're 5. back on your bullshit. I, I'm I back. Yeah. Um, uh, 2.7. I enjoyed the match. I thought it was a good little opener. I gave it 2.75. Uh, Thank you. I thought it was very good. Um, for what I was expecting, because I wasn't expecting much. And then I got this. I'm like, okay, okay. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have a couple comments about some of the wrestlers. D'Lo Brown might be one of the most underutilized yes. wrestlers of yes. all time. He is so good. Say it louder for the people in the back. And I, I think there were some unfortunate incidents that really hurt him in his career with like the yeah. draws stuff. Uh, paralyzing draws. I think that kind of played a big. The draws. I want. I want yeah. to shoot <laughs> that, that with, one with him thing. one time, and he kind of said that. He said that his career tapered right. very much after that, and and it sucks because he was so good. Yeah. And and one of the things I noticed too with this show is how many. And I know you guys don't like him, but there's a whole lot of Smoky Mountain wrestling talent that came that yep. had come into the this WWE was, this yeah, show. Yeah. D'Lo um, being one of them. Uh, but the another thing with D'Lo is I never realized how D'Lo, how good D'Lo was until he was in TNA as in the Aces and Eights, and he was like not as good as he once was. But I was like, I should probably go back and see how good D'Lo was in his heyday. And I was like, wow, D'Lo was really good. My my other comment is, Animal is so much better than Hawk in the ring. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's <clears throat> Hawk is not that good. Animal looked. Animal looks fantastic. Yeah. Well, this, this is right before like they kind of fell off. Yeah. Like, right. Legion of Doom 2000 was ass. What about oh, Legion yeah. of Doom 2004 with Heidenreich? <sighs> no, that was the greatest tag team of all time. Okay, thanks. But yeah, 2.75, <laughs> so I liked it. Joe, what did you think of the match? I'm My ratings are probably a little atrociously high, but I, okay. I'm, an old school, I'm an old school wrestling fan, and I love to watch a well done power guy or power guy match. And this we call that big hoss action. And this was it. I mean, because Rock Rock's no slouch in this match. We no. said all these guys are huge and they beat the crap out of each other. And I yeah. liked it. So I did three three point five because it was it was a great old school match. All right. Like old school hard. I'm into hitting. it. Okay. So after that, wait, 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 uh, what the what hell? are you doing? Oh, uh, Luke, what did you think of the match? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. used to having two other guys. I'm sorry. Jeez. Okay. Sorry, I'm Luke, just gonna I don't mean to overrun you. I'm here. just gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> We're off the rails, man. Okay. I, I gave it three stars. Um, I thought The Rock sold his ass off. Yep. Um, he had that. He had that little. You remember? So the the kick and the quick drop DDT that he does. That yeah. just looks so good. I'm oh, sorry. I'm supposed to be gone. Sorry. Hey, oh, welcome back, Zach. Oh, hey, hey, hey. hey. Uh, he, 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 had, he, had that deep, he had that DDT even then. Um, there was a couple, like you said, like the miss kick and stuff. There was a couple iffy spots. But um, D'Lo Brown just has so much swag. He sold his ass off, too. And, yeah, it, it, was, it was a really well-done match. Good, solid heel work, and especially for a handicap. I mean, I think it really got the story told and the job done. So, three stars. Right on. Okay, can I move on? Yep. Yes. I apologize, Luke. Thanks, pal. After that. Uh, Sonny and Doc Ugh. are backstage hyping up the chat line. That's right, the WWE chat oh, line. Lord. And my Sonny favorite thing, sucks. and on the subject of the chat line, you know what? Be nice. On the subject, she's pretty <laughs> terrible though. On the subject of the chat line, uh, she's just not a good person, man. Something interesting about this chat line is they blocked out the number on the screen. However, they did not block out Sonny saying the number. So Kyle. In the age of cell phones, Here we go, shall bro. we see? What's the number, first of all? One it's a 900 number, so one, anything could happen. 1-900-737-4-WWF. And we're going to call them right now. Do it. Damn it! The call you are to place 
We're zo we're over two for these chat line numbers. One of these days we're gonna do it, and I'm gonna get like a dirty a porn thing. That's what I keep waiting and then, for. And then Tana's gonna, my fiance is gonna hear it and be like, "What the fuck what were you that? doing?" She doesn't, <laughs> wait, she doesn't listen, does she? No, no, but okay, good. Of course, the one episode she would listen to is that exactly. one. Exactly. Uh, okay, I want to get to the next part. Yeah, this so, pissed me off. Oh, me too. So I was talking the same thing. Oh yeah. my god, I was so, so so. This was quite the sequence. Vi, vi, we go back to Vince McMahon. And, and suddenly it's very somber. And he goes, the mood changes in a, like that. So, yep. so we just want to announce that we found uh, Brian Pillman dead today in his hotel. In room. his hotel room. But so we had to scrape his match. But we have a special attraction. We got midget. We wrestling. got midgets, baby. Hey, okay, hold okay, on. Wait, hold on. Luke was dwarves, Luke called dwarves. me on my shit last night because I wanted to say midgets, and he said, "Well, that's not PC." I'm sorry. This is 1997. This is midget wrestling. This Luke. is it's what it's been. It's what it's been oh, since Jesus. it was done in the carnivals. It's midget. And to wrestling. be fair, and yes, I and I'm a PC guy, and yes, little people, I understand that. But dwarves. fact of the matter is, dwarves is not PC. Oh. Dwarves is Dungeons and Dragons, Luke. Oh, we are off the rails today. Uh, I'm sorry, it's my fault. I okay, and to be fair, though, really. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, Vince called them an attraction. Yeah. So this is a no, step no, no. Above it was that. derogatory. We, yeah. we are in the sideshow at this point. So we went from so we went from the chat line, bouncy and happy. Oh my God, call the chat line, chat with wrestlers. Brian Pillman's dead. Oh my God, here comes the midgets. It's dude, like what well, is and, happening? And, and this was supposed to be Brian Pillman versus Dude Love, bro. Yeah. So oh, I know Mick Foley WWF, didn't get his payday, and isn't doesn't get his match. And God, that would have been a great match. Calm down. WWF usually, <sighs> usually like their their whole tagline, or at least Bruce Pritchard, Bruce Pritchard will have you think that if a match gets scrapped, they're supposed to top it with something even better. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So you, you give them something. Equal to or, or greater in value. And so this was not it. I was gonna say th there was an example that they used a little bit, and it was how back in the day somebody got hurt. It wasn't a big star, and they replaced him with Razor Ramon in the match because Razor Ramon was a bigger star. Yes. So uh, I just think it's unfortunate that this show was like clouded with the news of Pillman's death, which is super yeah. unfortunate. And it's actually one of the earliest. It's like the earliest wrestler death I can like well, vividly remember. And what's crazy to me is so. Like, and they didn't, it's another thing they didn't stop the show for. I mean, because I know they took a lot of heat for Owen when that, ha when, when Owen died. and Over the edge. And over the edge. And I, and I realized that. And it just amazed me that this didn't get heat. And then the other thing, so there's more tie into this. There's a Monday Night Raw episode that I want to say was either the next day or the week after where they brought Pillman's wife in. Oh. And they interview her. And if you go on YouTube, you can find this. What? And it's the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my life. She's still grieving for her husband and they did a wow. live simulcast from her house interviewing her. That's horrible. It's Yikes. legit. It's I feel like, and I know obviously uh, Vince wanted to be on the, I was on the comment team for the show, but I feel like as the face of the company, you should be with Pillman's family. In this yes, situation. you should, you should like, yes, get yeah. off of the commentary team. That, Go be with if, Pillman's if that, family. And, they found out hours before the event. So yeah, that, and we're gonna we're gonna see later because they're gonna bring up like what they think the cause. Oh of yes, man, I was I, we'll so, talk about but, that. But but Vince, but Vince. So you remember you've seen you've seen when Jr. obviously announces that Owen died. Right? Yeah, and uh, and that was on the pay per view. So I guess that's a little bit different. Right. But Jr. had some sincerity and genuity in his face. Vince almost seemed like 
Vince almost seemed annoyed that yeah. like, he had to say this. Yeah, it was bad. It was really it was bad. bad. Should we get into the match yeah, that we, follows? We, we should probably speed this up. So, of course, we get little person wrestling, uh, Luke, and we get Max Mini and Nova versus, is it Mosaic? Yep. Mosaic. Mosaic. Mosaic and Tarantula in a tag team match. Uh, I'm just going to get right into the match. We can share our thoughts after. There's not really a ton to delve into. Off the top, though, I kind of thought this was a good little match. No pun intended. I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't. I honestly didn't mean that. Uh, So Tarantula kicks Max Mini right out of the ring. Nova jumps over Tarantula and kicks Mosaic. Nova gets back in. I'm not going to call every tag in this match because I don't know. There were no tags. It was Lucha Lucha house party rules. Yeah, pretty much. There was like one tag maybe. Uh, so Nova's too quick for Tarantula. So Tarantula's like the big guy of the little guys. You know, like he's by far the biggest man in this match. Uh, Tarantula and Mosaic keep accidentally taking each other out. So kind of some teamwork that's not quite there for them. Max Mini and Nova, uh, no, Mosaic are in at this point. There's a nice back body drop by Max Mini. And then Nova comes off the top and takes out Mosaic out of nowhere. Uh, people are just kind of coming and going at this point. It's like a carousel of, of, of wrestlers here. The crowd gets hot for a Max Mini near fall on Tarantula, which I thought was pretty nice to see. Uh, you know, this match with no hype. The crowd was getting into it. A big boot by Tarantula. Kyle really wanted me to call it a little boot but I'm going to call it a big boot oh, by Tarantula don't say that Tarantula up top it was a splash to Nova for a near fall Max Mini and Mosaic are in at this point uh, there's a Tarantula military press slam to Max Mini onto the announce table Jerry Lawler this is the funniest thing he's ever seen no, he no. thought this was funnier than Takuma Chinoku dying it at the Royal Rumble <laughs> in, in, in his words it wasn't the funniest thing he's ever seen it's the greatest little thing I've ever seen uh, yeah Lawler couldn't get enough of that and then he was, uh, being, he was being very derogatory the entire match but to be fair Max Mini got one back because he smacked the headset right off of uh, the King's face there uh, there's a springboard dropkick by Nova and then uh, tag, he tags Max Mini in Max Mini gets caught in a crossbody attempt uh, there's an arm drag and then a backslide to Tarantula for the win the good guys win in six and a half minutes for a match that was just thrown on this card these are some athletic athletic Dude, dudes it was fun I enjoyed the match I give it 2.5 stars um the crowd was actually kind of into the match, too, which helps. Uh, yeah, what did you guys think? Okay, so I gave it two and a half stars, and I'm going to share a little story here. Okay. Story um, time. So my grandpa <laughs> used to go see wrestling in Texas back in the day. And he used to see Terry and Dory Funk when they were like 14, 10 years old. And uh, he always tells me how great it was when they'd bring the midgets. Because it, it, it would, he said it would pop, not pop, but he said it would make the crowd so excited and I see why because this match was so fun. They were it going, was. they were going so fast, and I loved every minute of this well, match. And you got to think that back then too. I bet they didn't have any actual lucha, right? On that, so that was oh, yeah. their exposure to lucha. That's and like yeah. Sky Lolo and and Lord, Sky Lolo, Lolo, Lord Littlebrook yes. and stuff like that. So this is why I'm here, folks. I really enjoy this match. Um, I wish it wasn't in the place of something so somber. I wish it was just like the yeah. op- the opener of the show, but. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, and I think these four were very talented wrestlers. Um, Joe, what did you think? I, I got to agree with you on this one, Zach. I give it two and a half. The one funny thing I did notice is they were trying to call tags partway through this, and eventually Jim Ross kind of gave up, and I don't know if he broke like script or whatever, but he said they're wrestling under Lucha, Lucha Libre rules. I think... Because they tagged uh, from outside. Because they, yeah. they came from they came from Mexico, so they're wrestling under Lucha Libre style. I think at some point they will confirm to WWF <laughs> style, but for right now, we're just going with it. Yeah, it was just it was just a frenzy. Luke? I actually gave it two and three quarters. Awesome. I, re- I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It was kind of messy, but uh, Lawler... From the get go, I don't know if like him and I don't know if like him and Max Mini just had like a little rivalry. If Max Mini showed up on WWF programming before and like got one over on him, 
But like from the get go, Lawler's like, "There's a fan behind me, you know, with a sign that says Lawler fears Max Mini." And then just the entire match is just on his ass. <laughs> oh yeah, like so, saying he should be on a Lucky Charm box and like just going off. That's just just mean. going back to Lawler. Yes, the things he said in his career. He said could, some very problematic. He could things in not his get away with now. Oh so no way! I, I, I wish he was still on commentary sometimes. It wouldn't work, but it wouldn't work because I don't think he could stop himself. No, he no. and he and Heenan both were that way. Yeah, Bobby, was and they're both oh, great. Yeah, yeah, and and, and nothing against them because I love Jerry Lawler. He's well, probably two of the greatest. He's probably my favorite announcer of all time. To Ooh, be honest, damn, I've always loved Jerry Lawler. Other than the whole, uh, never mind. Yep, but yep, yep. yeah, but so the things he says. Would not get over now. No way. But I am super excited that him and JBL are calling the Royal Rumble next week. And Luke is going to hate Ooh. me for this, but I love JBL too. Are they? I didn't even know. It's yeah, those are. two oh, and Michael man. Cole, I believe. Yeah, I believe you're right. Well, but but Byron Saxon's not going to be on there, so JBL is going to actually have to call a match and not be like, Saxton, you suck. And I will give this time. to Saxton. He is the closest thing to a modern day Heenan I've I've seen. What? He's so what? Quick. His wit is so what? quick. Byron Saxton? Not Saxton, but I'm sorry, Graves. Oh Graves. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pardon me. Jesus. Yeah. See, I'm old school. I don't know the new guy. I uh, no, Graves. I agree with you though. I think Graves. Uh, I think Graves in in the Attitude Era would have gotten over huge. Oh, so, he's somebody else who you can tell has to filter what he says. Well, the, the thing is for him, he's done. So, you know, after he his wrestling career was basically over, right? He tackled that and he studied and studied and like uh, behind the scenes called so many matches that. You know, not obviously not recording or anything. Like he he tackled this job and he took it so seriously, and you can tell because he's, he's gotten refined better and better. His work. Yeah. yeah, I I do feel like we're getting a little bit of like overexposure to him right now with him being on. Yes, both I shows. definitely agree. Yes. Uh, yes. One more thing I want to throw on that. Yeah, I would not mind it if they tried to put King or JBL just on SmackDown just so we didn't yeah. get overexposed with. I or agree. even I coach. think they need somebody else. Make, or just have put, a two man booth. Yeah, or put, heel, okay. put a yes. heel coach yeah. that has a character. Yeah. But anyway, get to the next yeah, so uh, after match, that, I guess. Uh, we get an called. advertisement for the classic Smoke and Skull Stone Cold shirt. Austin 360. I loved this. Yeah. I love this little so promo. So over, bro. Uh, it's a great shirt, too, by the way. Yes. Classic. When you think Stone Cold is one of the first pieces of merchandise that will come to your mind. Uh, and then after that, Sunny comes out for some reason and introduces the Tag Team Championship match. She's going to be the special guest ring announcer. And, oh boy, this is when the pay-per-view really starts to slog for me personally. Uh, this, this match is going to be God, the Godwins versus the Hadbang the Hadbangers, who are the current <laughs> Tag Team Champions. And this is for the Tag Team titles. The Godwins are uh, Henry and Phineas with Uncle Cletus. Uh, who is just straight up wearing a Confederate uh, 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 cap? Dude, there was a there was a lot of Confederacy going on. They all had Confederate <laughs> flags on their overalls, yep. and then the headbangers, who of course are Mosh and Thrasher. Uh, uh, this, oh boy, I'm gonna get right into this match. Phineas, Phineas became Midian, by the way. Yeah, he would become Midian, and, and then naked Midian, and he sucks. And then Uncle Cletus was Dirty White T Boy and in Smoky Mountain. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, I didn't so know that. Again, a lot of Smoky Mountain guys. This, this time. is Cornette's influence, I think, at this period specifically was yeah, very yeah, heavy. Yeah, he was working of, with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, I'm just gonna talk about this match. Uh, I thought this match sucked, but I'll, let's talk about it. So Mosh and Henry start things off. Thrasher. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so they go outside the ring. Oh, Luke wants to make a comment. Go ahead, yes, Luke. Yes, before this match starts, I think when Mosh, he did one of the most impressive, gross things I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. He, 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 he spits up a loogie. And then catches it, it. Spit it like 10 feet in the air and <laughs> oh, then measures yeah. it and catches it back in his mouth. It was awesome. It was awesome. It, it like, was the best thing about this it match. It was amazing. It was like Mr. Perfect, but, you know, if um, he, he batted the gum away instead of catching yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, 
Mosh and Henry start things off. They both roll out of the ring after like a, a little sequence, and then Thrasher gets in, and he like he like does this milking motion like toward Uncle Cletus outside, which is like supposed to I don't know like milk a cow, embarrass the the Godwins or something, but like. They're farmers. Like that'd be like well, that'd it, be like me holding a microphone up to my face here, to like a fellow podcaster to embarrass them. Here's the deal, too: is they're not cow farmers; they're pig farmers. <laughs> they come to the ring with a bucket yeah. of slop. That's actually hilarious. That's a good point. Yeah. And I was just like, I like really like. I was like, this is this is what kind of match this is going to be. Like that just set the tone. I was like, <laughs> if, oh man, if the loogie didn't tell you everything. Yeah. Uh, so Phineas is in here. Uh, Mosh hits a terrible hurricane run on Phineas, and he goes outside. I blame and then Phineas for that. Phineas gets taken out with a maneuver that we didn't get to see by Thrasher. Vince didn't know what to call it. We get a replay, and it turns out, so if, if, if Mosh just had the worst hurricane run I've ever seen, Thrasher had the second worst hurricane run I've ever seen, right back to back on, on to Henry. And we did get that nice, we did get the replay there, which we wouldn't have because uh, it was terrible. Uh, we get a double team body drop, which almost murders Phineas because he so, lands directly on so his head. That was oh. supposed to be a flapjack, but he rolled through it. Okay, so I couldn't tell. Front, just front first because the headbangers always did that. Yeah, I couldn't tell what but was supposed again, to happen. Phineas is just screwing up here, dude. Yeah, and he's lucky he didn't he didn't break his neck on that spot because it was really bad. Uh, so we get uh, that's this is the point when we get a replay of that uh, of that terrible looking Hurricane Rana. There's a drop kick by Thrasher to Henry. He rolls out of the ring. Phineas comes back in. Uh, the headbangers hit a double team move and then one from the top rope. Uh, this one goes for a near fall. We get a replay of Thrasher showing off his pierced tongue, which is literally just him sticking his tongue out. Thank you. We really That was really, that added a lot to the match. Hey, it was so, really edgy. Glad, so edgy. Really glad we got to see that. Uh, Henry takes out Thrasher while the ref has his back turn. And this is the point when I'm just really starting to lose interest in this match. Cletus takes out Thrasher outside. Uh, Phineas gets Thrasher back into the ring, but barely. Like, he barely got him back into the ring. He lifted him over the ropes and just couldn't do it, but he managed. He managed. Uh, there's a, knee, a couple knee drops to Phineas for a near fall. A sunset flip for a Thrasher near fall. Then there's a wheel, kind of a wheelbarrow flapjack move for a near fall. And then Mosh breaks up the pin here. Uh, then we get a double down. Phineas comes in. Thrasher can't get to Mosh. Uh, there's a side suplex to Phineas. And then a hot tag. I call it a hot tag, but it really didn't get a pop. A hot tag to Mosh. Uh, Thrasher power bombs Mosh onto Phineas. That was a pretty cool spot. Uh, Henry breaks up the pinfall here. And then we get the finish of the match, which is... Uh, yeah. Mosh, Mosh goes for a mosh pit. Yeah, and supposedly Phineas catches him into a power bomb. Terrible. It didn't. It didn't happen. But that was what was supposed to happen. Botch. And that's how the match ends. We have new champions. Twelve minutes. It felt like fifty. One star. <laughs> um, I I said this to Zach during the podcast. I said, God, two weeks ago we watched the Lucha Bros versus the LAX, and. That now is a 10-star match, in my opinion, <laughs> after watching this match. Oh this boy. was fucking garbage. This was so terrible. Everything about it. My notes for this match, horrible, awful, shoot me. So I'm giving it a one-star, but I think that might be one-star too many. Okay. Hell yeah. Joe, what did you think? Well, uh, so here's my Eat thing. The mic. Is, here's my thing. Is on this... Um, Match-wise, yes, it was awful, but I'm kind of a mark for the headbangers because the fact of the matter is both those guys were phenom- were pretty solid. You had, you had to stop yourself right there. You're well, no, I enjoyed the gimmick, and I enjoyed their work. I mean, and, and the fact is, is they were wrestling in freaking Doc Martens, okay? I oh, mean, yeah. You, and, don't, and you don't run around easily in Doc Martens, and... 
and they were they were really for their team. They were so and the gimmick was great. The typo negative shirt and the whole. I, thing. I, I marked mean, out for that shirt. It was it was nineties metal. I mean, it was nineties metal. And, yeah, the whole thing and. So I gave, because I'm a, mar- a mark for them, I gave it a 2.5. And the one Holy thing that really, really did drive me crazy is Lawler used to have one of the best one-liners, and he used it quite a bit, and he used several variations of it on Vince whenever the headbangers would wrestle and, and other stuff. He would always say, you know, McMahon, because you know, it kind of blew me away that Vince actually knew who Marilyn Manson was. But but they he used to say, McMahon, to you, to you, um, Oh, Fleetwood Mac is a new is a new sandwich at McDonald's. What do you know about music? And there wasn't. I was waiting for that line because Lawler out. used to nail him with that. Just but what Lawler did have um, is a few. Jeff Foxworthy must have been over his shit like in this time. This must have been his heyday because he did the Lawler did like three different variations of the "You Might Be a Redneck." Oh, great! Except for it was a "You Might Be a God" one. If you drove to elementary school, you might be a God one. If you get odor eaters as a Christmas present. You might be a god one. And if you think people with electricity are uppity, you might be a god one. Yeah, we're all distracted, so uh, no one laughs at those. Ha, 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 no, those are great. Ha, 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 those are great thanks. Godwin jokes. Luke, yeah. what did you think of the match? Thanks. Um, I gave <laughs> I gave it two stars, but I really think I should give it a one and a quarter. Or one and three quarters, sorry. But um, I, like, I really enjoyed the headbangers. I know that there was a couple botches, but honest to God, I blame those all on Phineas. Like, Phineas yeah. was... Was was just god awful. He was awful. horrible. So so my last thing I'll say about this match is I have been marking out for tag team wrestling lately. It has tag team wrestling is on a new level right now that hasn't been seen in years. So I think that a lot of the stuff that I have seen lately, which is like the LAX Lucha Brothers, the OVE, and I guess WWE doesn't really have the greatest tag teams other than like the Usos and the New Day and the Bar, but. Oh, it it just makes this stuff look even worse now. Like well, looking at it, like the revival, dude. They've, they've oh, and the revival, of, yeah. They've got a the, ton of just, really good tech. I kind of forget about the revival because they just bury them every week. So who are leaving? As I understand, I hope they they're do. Trying Possibly. To. They're Possibly. trying to. Well, and the young bucks, and it's just there's just so much good tag team wrestling right now compared to here. Oh yeah. Um, I will say though, before we move on, I do like the headbangers as well. I love. I think they're like, okay. Like yeah. 90s punk well, and I think, and I, think I think their tag team, I think their double team moves are really fun. So I, really fun I did pop when they came back for the SmackDown tag team. Tournament. Oh, heck yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Yes. And I think they lost to Rhino and Slater, but it was awesome. All right. Shall we move on? Yeah. Oh, and then uh, it was like a post-match. post-match, the Godwins beat up the Headbangers, and then Howard Finkel came on and said that if they don't leave right now, they're stripped of their titles. So they do leave. And they got mad. Reluctantly. <laughs> uh, after that, we get a video package just hyping up Stone Cold Steve Austin and how awesome he is and I loved this because it showed like the seeds of what would become like the Mr. McMahon stone cold rivalry like we got to see the first stunner that Austin gave McMahon and then which led to him getting arrested and they don't get any better no (laughs) Uh, he sold that one like he like hit a board like he was so stiff but he did like a seizure yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's right and and I remember that raw like to this day vividly I remember Austin getting carried away by the police in handcuffs I remember him stunning McMahon yeah yeah. Uh, so we got to see like what would become like the hottest rivalry of in the late 90s in wrestling and I thought that was really cool to see and of course Austin is on the shelf but he would be making his return at Survivor Series, so there, uh, this kind of traces back into a story of the IC title kind of tournament that's been happening. We get the finals of it, which is going to be Owen Hart and Farouk a little bit later on, uh, kind of just tying all that together with a neat little bow. Yep. And then JR is in the ring, and we get a little tribute to some St. Louis wasn't there like promoters a spike, and legends. Wasn't there like a Michael Cole thing? Yeah, with Owen Hart oh. and Owen oh, Hart yeah, I'm struggled sorry. through it. He, he looks like 
like a cracked out version of Pee Wee Herman here. Right? <laughs> I don't know what was going on with Michael Cole during this time, but like he's Spikel Cole here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he, he interviews. So he says Austin is here, but he won't talk to anyone. And then Owen Hart uh, shows up, says he's gonna uh, win the IC title, and Austin's gonna have to give it back to him personally himself. Uh, man, Owen usually a great promo. Struggled to get to get it. Almost like the he was hit or miss almost. Uh, like, yeah, that, I guess that's fair. Because we've um, seen him botch a couple. So again, just feeding into that rivalry, and then. We get the JR in the ring. They do a nice little segment where they honor uh, several like local legends. Not even local. Like the Harley Race was there. Jack Briscoe, Gene Kanitsky, uh, Sam Munchnick, 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 yes. and Luthez, and Terry Funk, and Dory Funk. I think that's everybody. Uh, and they each got like a little package, a little like history well, it was about all them. Guys who like either are from St. Louis or did something historical yeah. in St. Louis. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I, I actually, I really liked it. I think yeah. it's, and I don't. I, I'm sorry, I'm probably running you guys longer than you usually go, but I think it was opportune in a way that I could be on for this because these guys, like, yeah, it was St. Louis, but the fact of the matter is, is back in the day for these guys' time period, they were national-level stars. Dory and Terry Funk were each NWA champions. They were the only brothers to ever hold that title to get, like, each. I mean, they've never had a brother pair hold the NWA title. Serious question for you now. Because me, me and Zach were talking about this yesterday. Is the only father-son to hold the NWA titles Cody, Cody and, and Dusty? Dusty? Yes, I think so. Okay. Uh, yeah. we, we figured, yeah. but we weren't 100% sure. And, tor- and uh, to be fair, the audience was very respectful of all these guys, especially Terry. Like yeah. They went oh, nuts yeah. with Terry Funk. And also, Luthez at this time looks like he could still wrestle, even though he's like 80. And, and the other thing is, I was telling Luke, Jack Briscoe doesn't get enough... Jack Briscoe was essentially Brock Lesnar before there was a Brock oh, really? Lesnar. He was NCAA heavyweight champion. Like, there's been so many. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, okay. legit. Um, um, I will say, yeah, Luthez. I want to give him some props right quick. 22 years old and 50 years old. He was the youngest and oldest to win the NWA title. And I heard them say he had his last match at like 70, 72 or 73. Yeah, I think 73. Wow. He also invented Luthez Press, but right. he invented the German suplex, the STF, and the powerbomb. Wow. Those are like three so, of my favorite moves. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Luthez. Uh, yeah, this was this was an interesting little bit here. The crowd is very respectful, which I liked. Um, they used to do this. We've seen shows when they've done this before. Uh, yep. They used to pay homage to the uh, territory system that they helped destroy. Exactly. Uh, so after that, <laughs> exactly. we get a nation of domination. Uh, interview backstage by Michael Hayes. Sorry, Doc. And uh, Farouk just is showing no respect to Stone Cold. Said that he ain't, he can't live he where Farouk shit. lives. Pretty much says he ain't shit. And he's gonna beat up Owen Hart tonight. And then can I can I ask? Yeah. So Farouk is the first African American World Champion. Yes. And they put him in this damn gimmick. He rocked it. Like oh, yeah. he made the best of it. Yeah. But this is like a legend can, in the yeah. wrestling business. Can I, can I mention something too, kind of on what, back, piggybacking what you I just said? I think I know where you're going with go this. Ahead, go so ahead. So on our Slam Chat, Big Boys and Body Slam Slam Chat on Facebook, on Facebook to join the group, we, join did a, we did a Royal Rumble like post where I was trying to, it was kind of an experiment for me to see who people would want to throw out first and people were throwing Ron Simmons out super early and, and we were wondering if, had he said Farouk, if he would have lasted a little longer. But but do people not realize no. that he was a the first ever African American world champion I, and not a bad wrestler? No, I, he's I a would good argue, wrestler. I would argue some of the folks in your slam chat, and I'm not dogging them. Well, they're, they're just young, they're just bro. new school. Yeah, exactly. 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 They're new exactly. school fans. They yeah. don't understand. And, so if and you were I'm an older much, listener, come join this. Damn and chat. I'm not yeah. much older than than you guys are, but I because of my background, I kind of studied this stuff and know this stuff. So yeah, Ron Simmons was. Insane. He was legit. Insane. Okay. All right. Um, after that, uh, we get the news that uh, uh, Vince announces that 
Brian Pillman probably died of a drug overdose. And let's go to the next match. What the hell? Why dude? did he have to say that? What, it was, what was the point? And and I'm Come sorry. On. Just, and he rolled his ass, eyes, bro. Your yeah. ass less than what, six years prior to this was sitting in a federal courtroom yeah. fighting a steroid trial and a drug use trial in your own company and you're saying well and then they went and said well this happens sometimes in our business i was like i could i was shook what? when that happened just like, why would why don't no, get a cause of death no reason and he said well no more once the talkology report comes out so thank you vince but we're that. gonna put the, we're gonna say he allegedly died of yeah, yeah uh, that was really bad and then we go right into a next match so you know just the roller coaster of emotion continues the next match is farouk versus owen hart for the vacant Intercontinental Championship. That Stone Cold uh, had to give up? Uh, yeah, yes, because he uh, got his neck broken by Owen Hart on a botched tombstone. Uh, so Owen Hart comes out carrying both of his Slammy Awards and a Canadian flag, and he's got his, his uh, Owen 316 shirt. He's got a lot going on in this entrance I, I love that theme, by the way. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, it reminds me of WWF Attitude for some reason, because like, yeah, the song in that game was like, yeah, super similar sounding. And he uh, he is the only person to ever get trophies over, like Slammy. Oh, yeah. No one cared about the slammies. And then, after both men are out, the glass shatter happens. Stone Cold comes out. Gets a huge, huge. pop. Probably the biggest pop of the night. Uh, the crowd goes nuts. Dragon the uh, IC title. And then he's just, like, instantly out of control, which I appreciate. Like, he goes over to the timekeeper's area and just, like, rings the bell before the match starts. And then, like, a minute later, just rings it again. And apparently that's the start of the match. He also uh, flips Owen off. Classic. Yes. So Austin cuts a promo onto over on Owen Hart on the headset. And back in the ring, there's a shoulder block that knocks Owen straight on his ass. A spinning heel kick to Farouk. Austin, uh, at this point, is just stealing everyone's headset. He steals Jerry's. He steals JR. He stole, uh, he stole Vince's and then Lawler's and then he knocks JR's hat off. And then he goes over to the Spanish announce table, steals steals the uh, Spanish announcer's Carlos headset. Cabreras, yeah. And he says, and uh, 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 the Ariba man himself starts uh, cutting a promo on Austin. And uh, my favorite part of the whole night was well, Austin yeah, going, Tito's, I don't speak Spanish, but I know you're talking trash about well, me. And, he's, and like Tito's like saying poquito loco and he's like, you're calling, you call me crazy? <laughs> and, 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 and then Tito's like, poquito, poquito. Yeah. And then... Uh, I got distracted at this point because a man, I don't know if you guys saw this, but a man was dangling his child over the barricade, like directly behind the Like Michael now. Jackson. He was Michael Jackson and his kid over this barricade. Oh my God. That was the second time we had to go back to watch something else to the show because that cracked me up. Uh, it was awkward. And then the match continues in the ring, by the way, uh, but it's definitely not the focus here. There's a power slam to Owen. Uh, he narrowly misses a middle leg, middle rope leg drop. Farouk does, that is. Owen goes for a sharpshooter. Farouk fights it off. Another power slam by Farouk for a near fall. And then Jim Neidhart comes out. Uh, causes a bit of a distraction. Uh, there's a spine buster to Owen by Farouk for a near fall. The ref is distracted at this point, and then uh, Austin hits Farouk with the belt, allowing Owen Hart to get the pin and win the IC title back. The announcers are confused. Clearly, this is going to be setting up a match again between Owen and Austin. And he wants to get his revenge. Uh, so he can get his revenge. So uh, we talked about this kind of before we started going. Oh, the match went seven minutes, by the way. Um, it really wasn't much of a match, but it wasn't designed to be. So I had trouble kind of scoring this because it was very entertaining, but the quality of the wrestling wasn't there. So I just gave it right in the middle of the road, 2.5. The mm. match wasn't much, but Austin's stuff was great. Uh, so a net positive, I'd say. Sure. Kyle. I gave it two. Uh, I really wanted to see these two actually go at it because I thought Both it could have been great. a great match. Yes. Uh, too distracted for me, but I did love the Stone Cold stuff. Um, I just don't think it should have overshadowed the match. So I give it two stars because there was some good action, but just, I don't know, wasn't my thing. Right on. And I would say I, have, I went with two as well, and I loved Austin's bit with the French announce table. Because, I didn't even forget to mention that. He grabbed the Rujo's. headset of the person who spoke English. <laughs> and, and started going off. And started going off on him, and Rougeau breaks 
breaks uh, language and starts cha- yelling back at him in yeah, English. Yeah, that's right. I forgot he's to like, write all right, that all right, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I gave it a two-star match, but three stars with the Austin stuff, man. You could t- like this was the only that was the only reason this match existed. Oh yeah, definitely was was just to get Austin more over, and he was wilding out, man. And then of course, a uh, month later at Survivor Series, they would go at it for the Intercontinental Championship, and you can listen to that episode on our archive. So go ahead and check that out because we reviewed that show and we reviewed that match. Uh, you know, got to plug when you can. Just dude, this this Austin who didn't have any allegiance. He didn't, you know, he wasn't a heel. He wasn't a face. Yeah, he would just he screwed with everyone. Yep. And anyone. I man. loved it, dude. It's so he's just the uh, antagonist. It was I, awesome. I looked at Luke and I went, Eric Bischoff fired this <laughs> can guy. Can you I know, can you believe it? <laughs> just because he wouldn't let him be him, man. So uh after that we get a video flashback of th- everything that took place on last week's Raw, uh where the Heart Foundation took out Vader and the Patriot, Del Wilkes the Patriot. Um who has Kurt Angle's theme song. Beat him down. Yep, that's very true. 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 Uh and then we get oh man, we get Los Bariquas versus DOA. Uh I too ban. Uh, so Los Bariquas is Jesus Castillo Jr., Jose Estrada Jr., Miguel Perez Jr., the hairiest man and, on planet Earth, and Savio Vega. Oh, Luke, what was your nickname? Oh, for uh, for, for Miguel. Yes. Um, I called him a uh, Jorge El Animal Steel. <laughs> dude, he was so. Kyle thought it was like tattoos, and I was like, No, dude, it's hair. You no, gotta like, check this it's out. It's like A Train hair. Yeah, bro. it was. It was worse than A Train hair. And I'm sorry, Savio Vega. I don't remember him being in, like this rough a shape. He was in rough shape. But he shape still here. looked good. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, man, he was in some rough. He had well, some... And you got to understand, Savio's actually a fairly older wrestler here. He'd yeah, been that's wrestling true. in Puerto Rico for years prior to this. The also, pro- Steve Austin always sings his praises uh, as an under oh, really? wrestler, someone who okay. taught him a lot of things about the business. Uh, uh, Brawl for All contestant, Savio Vega. Uh, Yikes. So, <laughs> Yikes. Or he might have pulled out, actually. I don't remember. Nice. I try not to remember oh. the Brawl for All. Uh, so. Uh, God dang it. So Jose and Skull start things off. Uh, Jose gets clotheslined. Eight ball gets tagged in. Gets cr- incorrectly labeled by Vince as chains, which caused a great deal of confusion for me. Uh, and then Miguel gets tagged in. Eight ball gets the advantage. Just, I didn't write, my, by the way, I didn't write many notes for this match because nothing happened. Well, can I say that JR just kind of prefaced this match? He's like, if you have a dollar for every clothesline in this match, these boys will be rich. He pretty much just like. He's literally saying this match is going to suck. He pretty much admitted, like, I hope you like kick strikes and clotheslines, friends, because that's all you're going to see here. Um, Miguel comes in. This is when I noticed that he is uh, literally hairier than Robin Williams. Uh, Crush comes in. Vega comes in. There's a belly to belly for a crush near fall. Chains, the real Chains, comes in. He gets attacked by, uh, as Vince calls them, <clears throat> Vince's words, not mine, the pack of them outside. Oh, God. <laughs> a bit problematic. No, no. Yes, he did. Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear that. that. He did. He oh, called them the pack of them. Again, those are Vince's words, not mine. Uh, so the pack of them attacks, uh, attacks DOA outside. Connor... Uh, corner clothesline, sorry, teamwork by the Briquas. They all kind of just one by one clothesline, uh, chains in the corner. Vega comes in, hits a rear chin lock to chains. There's a crossbody to Vega for a near fall. Jesus gets tagged in, uh, a nice messy drop kick to chains. Miguel comes back in. Uh, I just couldn't stop talking about his hair because I wrote down he's so hairy I can't even take it. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was very distracting. It was worse than Albert, I think. Uh, there's a running knee to Chains. Uh, Vega comes back in. He oversells a turnbuckle spot. I always appreciate a good oversell. Everyone brawls. Uh, in the meantime, there's a DDT from Jesus for a near fall, and then a tilt-the-world backbreaker. Uh, and this was to Chains and DOA, or by Chains, to Jesus. And DOA a, a messy-looking tilt-the-world backbreaker. It was. Backbreaker. The crowd popped for it, though. Well, I mean, it's a tilt-the-world backbreaker. That's man. true. It's impressive. Uh, and that was the end of the match in nine minutes. DOA wins. Didn't like it. 1.25 stars. Terrible. I gave it one star. Hey, 
because this match fucking sucked, you can get Impact on Twitch free for free on Friday nights. You need to check it out. That's good wrestling. This is not. Hey, and quick Impact, dude. On the chat, so much fun. They had Sammy Callahan in the chat. They had Jordan Grace in the chat. Hey, they had Allie in the chat. I'll, I'll Don just, Callis was really? there. Yeah, dude. It's That's so much. So it's like dope. a party. It's and so much fun. Because this match sucks, I just want to shout out Jordan Grace as being the future of women's wrestling. She's great. She is so awesome. Did you write down this promo like after this? After you saw no, this match? no, I just thought about it now because this match sucks so bad, and I was thinking about Impact and how much <laughs> I want to watch it. Okay, Joe, what do you think of this match? Again, this show? I'm, again, I'm old school, and for me, the DOA they had a lot of really solid big men on it. I went 2.0. I mean, you've got Jesus. you've got Crush, <laughs> you've got uh, Crush Brian, was bad. Brian Lee, Brian Lee was bad. <laughs> you got so here's the thing. <laughs> We're gonna have like a brother throwdown on this. And, usually, and, he's, usually he's giving this to Kyle, so I'm but, sure he's kind of and, and relieved. Who, and who are well, the other two? No, no, no. Who are the other two in DOA? So we got Crush, Brian Lee, and then the Harris brothers. Ass one and ass two. Ron uh, and Don, be nice. Oh, sorry. And the thing is, That's is that if you go back and look at them and some of their territory work and the stuff they were doing previous to this booking of them as a biker gang they they were good solid big man i mean crush was the third granted third member demolition and and i mean he was a gimmicked up character for a long time but the guy was a solid big man worker and that's yep who thought he deserved a lot more money and we see how that worked out for him settle down what what did you think of the match luke i gave it a actually a star and a half just because of savio's sell job um but yeah it was gross match it was super stiff quite a few botches very meh. Very yeah. meh. Uh, it was nine minutes, but it felt like 19. Uh, yep. So after also, that... Also make sure you watch Impact Friday Nights on Twitch. Friday Nights Twitch. Are we sponsored by them? What are you doing? I Okay. Maybe to lead this. Okay, let, 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 let's time, time out right here. Okay, we're time out. Wrestling okay. is going to hit a boom period right now. Yes. Right? And Impact is not getting enough viewers, yes. but they are putting on the best show on TV other than maybe NXT right now. Uh, yeah, I buy it. They're better than Raw. They're a little bit better than SmackDown. They have a roster stacked full of studs. They have the LAX. They have the Lucha Brothers. They have Brian Cage. They have Johnny Impact. They have Jordan Grace. They have Tessa Blanchard. Dude, this... They have Rich Swan. They have Sammy freaking Callahan. They have the OVE. This show is amazing right now. When he's right, he's right. And he is right. So at this point backstage, Michael Cole uh, interviews the British Bulldog and Bret Hart. British Bulldog is just chewing the scenery here. Like, the first thing you see when they cut to the back is the British Bulldog just, like, flexing, like, three inches away from the camera lens. And they cut a promo basically saying that Americans suck and Canadians are the best. And uh, and then my favorite thing at the end of this promo, the British Bulldog was trying to say something, but I think he forgot what he was going to say in the middle because he said and something along the lines of, that's right. We're going to win right here in St. Louis. Right here. Right here. And that was how he ended the promo. <laughs> I loved that so much. That cracked me up. Uh, so we're going to get... Now we're going to get to Bret Hart and the British Bulldog, representing the Hart Foundation. And Canada, even though British Bulldog is... And Canada, which British. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I got to say, I love Bret's 80s throwback shades in there. Oh, definitely. Promo too. You want to know the story behind those is when they first started... Because they came out of Calgary, and uh-huh. Calgary is a wrestler was a wrestler's territory. You didn't cut promos, you didn't do a whole lot of that. And so when they first went on camera, and Brett said this, they were so nervous they didn't want people to see their eyes. Oh wow! So they put on the glasses so that nobody could see their eyes when they were cutting the promo. It ended up being like one of his like defining features. Yeah. 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 Um, and I gotta say, like, I'm sorry. Like, 
I generally don't have any issue with like a four and heel gimmick, but I will never. I'm not. <laughs> thank you. Buy in okay. to a Canadian foreign heel gimmick. I just can't do it. Really? I don't know. There's something about it that's just. It's. I don't know. Maybe I don't, you don't, socialized medicine and like you don't. But you don't get why you don't get why can, Canadians would hate Americans. I get that. I don't get why Americans would hate Canadians back. I guess is, so. Is the, so you're basically taking the entire South Park movie and throwing it in the garbage. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> nice. I like Canada. Um, I do, yeah, I do too. Uh, so this is supposed to be a flag match. And once you see where they put these flags, it's going to become very obvious that nobody's going for these flags. Because when you're on the hard cam, so they have a flag in, in each opposite corner of the ring. One's a Canadian flag, one's an American flag. Generally in a flag match, the goal is to grab your representative flag down and you win the match, right? And uh, I should say they're the uh, Bulldog and Hart are facing Vader and the Patriot here. And they cut a promo too uh, in, in a second, but I'll get to this first. So uh, the flags are so high up, you can't even see them on the hard cam. And it becomes very evident very quickly. Ain't nobody getting these yeah, flags. No, no one's scaling the fucking 20-foot pole. I think the only person who would have been capable was maybe Bret Hart. Maybe. And that's not even a given. There's no way Vader's getting his ass up to the top of that pole to get the flag. Unless he snaps it in half and gets it down that way. Which I maybe would like to see. So, uh, with that being said, uh, as the match is about to start, Howard Finkel makes the announcement that uh, in addition to being a flag match, it's also just a regular rules match. And uh, thanks for that. Uh, And before, so after the uh, Hart Foundation comes out, Vader and the Patriot cut an anti-Canadian promo backstage. And then they make their way out. Huge. The Patriot should not, can I say this? Yeah, I think he maybe could have got over if he didn't wear a mask. Maybe. I do like the mask. I like the design of the mask, but I don't think he needed it. But, have, how many Americans in WWF wore a mask and how many of them actually got over? Like, you, you just cannot relate to a person like that Yeah, if, and when you can't see his face. Yeah, that's true. When that's you're right, you're right. When you're right, you're right. Thanks. Um, So, there's a big brawl before the, the, the match begins here. They're hitting each other with their flagpoles. They're just brutalizing each other outside the ring. Eventually, the bell rings, uh, which I like, the thing I like about this was that only Vader and the Patriot were in the ring, and then they're just like, ah, ring the bell. And British Bulldog and Bret Hart eventually made their way back into the ring here. Uh, Patriot and Bulldog are going to officially start the match. Vader comes in uh, but, right away, pretty much. Did you get, like, that pre-beatdown where... I didn't take any specific, like, well, like so spots. B- before the match really started, the Patriot came out with, a, like, an American flag. Yeah. That he, he beat them with. It became a weapon. And, he and choked him. And, yeah, he, so, so, so he's... The American flag pole got snapped in half. Um, the Patriots stomped, ended up like stepping all over the flag. Choked, oh, I didn't even notice choked, that. Choked, choked British Bulldog with the flag. It winds so, up on the floor in like five different. So you want to talk about? Yeah, you want to talk about disrespecting? You want to talk about the flag? <laughs> but no God, one. No, but damn no, it! <laughs> but no one cared. But no, no one cared. No. no, because they were beating them damn Canadians That's with their right. American flag. <laughs> That's how it should be. Damn it! Uh, so, thank. Good point, Luke. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, so. Patriot and Bulldog technically start. Vader gets tagged in pretty much right away. Takes down Bulldog. Hart uh, tags in at this point. Vader misses a corner splash. Brett goes for the flag, but Vader hits him right in the wiener, right in front of the ref, too. Uh, and he falls down. There's a sunset flip. Take trauma. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, but Brett can't get Vader down. Uh, then uh, Weirdly botched a dropkick by the Patriot, which leads to a near fall. Patriot tries for the flag. Can't quite get there. Bulldog goes for the flag. Vader just <laughs> Vader just dumps him down. Just drops him. Uh Patriot ram, gets rammed into the corner post when he goes for like a running spear into the corner. Brett teases the figure four around the post, eventually gets it in. It's a little messy looking, but to Brett's point, there's like an extra like three inch post like outside yes, of the ring post. Yes. So it's very hard that's to a, actually sink it in. That's one of my in. favorite Bret Hart spots. Oh, I love period. it. I love it. Same here. It's perfect for his um, heel persona. Even if, it, even if it was messed up a little bit, like 
it looked great still. Yes. Like, let's be honest here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he eventually does get it in, like I said. Uh, Brett and the Patriot nice. are in it now. Thank you. Uh, the ref is distracted as Brett sinks in the sharpshooter. Uh, the Patriot gets one of his own in very briefly. Vader, Bulldog, and Brett all lump together, like, in the corner. And it's very obvious what this is for. Because they're all just, like, it's just, like, a giant lump of, like, people. And then the Patriot just, like, takes advantage of it, climbs up on top of everybody, and goes for the flag. Um, uh, can't can't really get it there. Uh I, I'm lost. Hold on. Oh, okay, here we are. <laughs> Thank you. And this is what I wrote. This is when I wrote that it was so high. You, the flags are so high. You need jetpacks to reach them. Essentially, uh, Vader comes in and uh, he boxes Bulldog's ears. I love that. He gets to the ropes. Uh, he hits a side suplex to the Bulldog. Uh, there's a splash to the Bulldog, uh, and then that leads to a Vader near fall. Vader tries for the flag. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Uh, I appreciate the effort. Brett fights him down though. There's a pinfall attempt, but the ref is distracted, uh, which allows Brett to recover. Hits a side suplex. To Vader, which was awesome. Uh, did you have an issue with that? Doug Furness? Uh, no, Bret Hart. Oh, no, Who no. is not a power weightlifting champion. No, no, yeah, no, Bret, Bret Hart's just a little guy. Yeah. No, okay, but he's the best there is, the best there was, and the best But, but he shouldn't be able to lift Vader because... when you are, I knew this would get calculated. That's why when I you are all of those things, when you are the best there is, oh, the best so, there was, the best... Oh, so a power lifter can't lift a guy, but nope. a guy that's not a power lifter who's just a little dude Exactly. Can. You're, now okay. you're getting it, man. So, so can now Ray, Ray Mysterio should be able to lift Big Show, but you know Matt Morgan shouldn't. Hey, I'm pretty sure in one of the WWE games I was able to do that with Ray Mysterio. So, so Brett sinks in the sharpshooter to, Va- sharpshooter to Vader here. Uh, the Patriot headbutts him brett legitimately didn't even flinch did completely no sold it uh, i like that uh there's a leaping shoulder tackle from the patriot to brett that does break up the, the sharpshooter attempt uh and the patriot gets the figure four and there's a delayed suplex to for a bulldog near fall to the patriot a power slam to bulldog for a patriot near fall right after that patriot goes for the flag bulldog gets him down a uh, nice suplex here by brett hart onto the patriot and then a slam by vader he goes for a moonsault bulldog moves and uh, Vader nearly landed on his feet, by that the way. That was crazy. Uh, probably would his, his knees would have not have thanked him for that, but it looked great. Uh, he only had to go down to one knee, which, hey, I was very impressed by that. Uh, Vader goes to the flag again. Brett stops him again. Uh, the crowd was really hot at the start of this match, but they just died. This match was way too long. Uh, it's not hard yes, to see why the yes. crowd lost interest in it. Uh, Brett kicks the Patriot right in the dick, tries to ring hit the Vader with the bell uh, then doesn't really work out back in the ring there's a scoop slam to Vader by Brett uh, and then plants him with a DDT for a near fall there's a double close on by Vader the Patriot takes down both Heart Foundation members there's a full Nelson slam for a near fall Bulldog breaks up the pin and then a fan storms the ring the most interesting thing that happened in this match yep. and Mike Kyoto whooped his ass instantly gets sent out of the ring and Bull- Bulldog put the boots to him too oh yeah oh yeah Oh yeah. Uh, Kyoto gets the credit there because he, he he got him out and then you can I, I love that they cut to like a different angle and you can see like this like overweight police officer just like huffing his ass down the entrance <laughs> ramp <laughs> i loved it uh there's a vader bomb to brett and then uh can't get the pinfall brett rolls up the patriot uh after he tried to roll up for the win in 20 this is a 21 minute match i know they had to probably fill some time for plans that didn't work out this match was way too long it really drugged down my enjoyment of it i like the first few minutes of this match and it just fell off a cliff i ended up giving it 1.75 stars did not enjoy it mm. uh which is a shame because i do like all four of these workers tremendously i mean the patriot i shouldn't say tremendously but well we haven't watched a ton of the page right Um, i gave it 1.75 as well i was bored after the first like five minutes i had a hard time making through this match it was just so boring i this whole this show was just dragging for me and i was just miserable until the end the ending was great yes and i think for me i think i gotta say i think part of the excitement of actually being able to do this with you guys and thank you for that by the way um, made me really enjoy this stuff and start looking at it more and in depth. Vader here for the time could still 
go. Oh, yeah. He was a working son. Oh, Vader was great. Holy crap. And so I did 2.5, and the one thought that ran through my head is Vince Russo was on their booking committee at this time, and we're pretty fortunate that he... Yeah. Him, it was him and Cornette and yeah. and Pritchard and yep, he's right. And so this is a Russo match. No, we're actually lucky because if it was a Russo match, there would have been ladders to get the flags. <laughs> or, yeah, or Judy Bagwell on a forklift. Yeah, or a forklift to get up there. Um, so, yep, Luke, what'd you think? Uh, I give it two stars. And honestly, like, there was some good spots in there. I think Vader looked good. I think Bret Hart looked good. Vader almost reversed Bret Hart into an excellent-looking sharpshooter. I wish I would have seen that. I like, I wish he would have actually applied it. Um, I gave it two stars be- just because it was so slow. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I think I think the Pillman Dude Love match was supposed to be a, an extended amount of time, and you could tell there was just all of these matches pretty yeah. much just went just went that extra yeah. like too long. Um, oh gosh. Oh, does Bret Hart have the most? Pin reversal victories ever probably like he's like and he gets away with it because he's like a, the excellence of, execu- yeah, of execution yeah. and shit but um yeah and then post-match the good old white meat baby faces just beat the shit out of the heels and that's that and we cut away well, yeah, like, they have, like a mean streak. Yeah. it doesn't make sense uh, and then after this uh this you can see the shot of the cell it starts to get lowered a little bit here and then hpk gets interviewed backstage he's glad it's a non-title match i love that just cowardly heel heat by sean saying he doesn't have to put his precious title on the line uh it says he's the only one on earth crazy to do crazy enough to do this match against the undertaker and then my favorite part personally of this entire show the <laughs> third time we had to reverse it to watch something uh, they're like clearly trying to wrap this interview up and then Sean hands it off and then Sean hits us a Triple H who like starts to cut a promo just fucking cut away well, it's like, it was so it's funny like, it was so he, funny he's like you and we're <laughs> we had to go back and watch it a couple times I thought it was word. so funny and then uh, something else that drove me crazy this music that played over this video package you're supposed to be hyping up the first ever Hell in a Cell match and the first thing you hear is some stupid jangly music as you're doing this like Sean's like downward spiral and I'm like what is this? I didn't even notice. Oh, it drove there, me crazy. There were some technical aspects of this that was that were very strange to me. Also, I don't know if we talked about it before the start, but the the video that they were using looked like they digitized this from an old VHS. Tape I'm sure they did because there yeah. were a bunch of yeah. cuts. Yeah, and we didn't notice match. it, I, especially during the Terry Funk segment of that uh, that like Legends honoring thing. Like that's when I first noticed it, and then here too in this in this and and then even during the main event, the camera feed kind of glitched yeah, a little the bit. The tracking just got yeah. jacked. Up. Um, Man, the music, go back and listen to the music in the beginning of this promo. It was fine in the second half, but it was like this like jangly 90s pop song. There's so many times now on this show that we, uh, excuse me, on this podcast that we've seen promos that just had not fitting music. It oh, was yeah. Just terrible. And this was definitely a case of that. I liked the content of the package, though, basically yes. just chronicling like the new Shawn Michaels and, and all that all he that look, he jazz. Great too, by the way. Uh, and then we're gonna get the match: uh, Sergeant Slaughter and uh, Hebner check under the ring to make sure there's no funny business going on. I really like that because I it's, too. In, in hindsight, it's great foreshadowing. I mean, they're trying to yeah. say, look, like, it's the old magic trick. There's nothing in the hat. There's no rabbit here. Well, even yeah. with the foreshadowing, it kind of I kind of liked it because he's making sure DX isn't trying to pull right. some yeah, crazy shit. I like that. I like that. And and to me, like even though I knew what was gonna happen. It made me feel like the rest were taking um, extra precautions, so DX didn't get involved. Yeah, no, I agree. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Sean comes out. He looks fantastic. He looks great. Uh, he's got the title. Of course, they're doing like the whole second thing, which you know how I love that. And then oh, uh, yes. Undertaker comes out. Everyone's got their lighters, which is like, guys, just get out your iPhones. I don't know why you're bothering with these big <laughs> lighters. Did you forget the time period? Idiots. Uh, and then we get to the match, which is the first ever 
Hell in a Cell match. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. It is a non-title match. Mm. And it is a it is a number one contenders match, though, right? Yes. 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 I thought I heard that. Uh, so uh, Taker takes HBK out, who just is selling his bloody ass off. This entire well, match. Uh, soon to be bloody. There, yeah, there's a part where he bounces his head off the turnbuckle, and he flew like halfway across the ring. It was right off the bat here. Uh, there's some um, Florida strikes to Taker by Sean. Go ahead, Luke. Can I also say I love this Undertaker? Oh, me too. Co- I, was, I was telling Kyle, this is probably my favorite Undertaker besides like the when the dead man came back. Like yeah, this pre-ministry Undertaker. I love Dude. Yeah, when he was a tweener and he just did his own thing, everyone loved him. I love the costume. I love the teardrop. The teardrop even. tattoo. Yeah. I was I was telling Luke too. Um, one of the things when they do the awards every year, the whole Warrior Award thing. Uh huh. The original premise of that was that the Ultimate Warrior wanted backstage people to be honored. Uh huh. He wanted the, like the makeup artists and stuff. Holy crap! They're costumer. Yeah. Like the yeah. gal, she must have spent hours doing Sean oh, studs. Yeah. And I mean, Jesus, he was dressed like a very flamboyant road warrior <laughs> as he came out to the ring because he had like yeah, the shoulder pad, yeah. but it was all like very like individual like studs in it. It looked, also, like, he, it looked, looked like he went to Kevin Nash and got a super shredder outfit or something. <laughs> nice. It was a good look. Also, I love how they set the tone immediately. Uh, when Taker, so Sean just running at Taker and Taker just booting him in the face. Oh, yeah. And he just gets laid out. Like, you know, this is just about to be a beat down. Oh, yeah. So go ahead. Um, you're good. Uh, so HBK gets sent into the corner. He gets clotheslined down. Uh, Undertaker hits an old school, which is not called an old school yet, to Sean. Uh, there's a scoop slam to Sean, a leg drop for a Taker near fall. Uh, big back body drop by Taker. HBK gets sent over the ropes to the floor hard. Uh, Taker gets choked out. Uh, HBK tries climbing the up the cell to escape, and he just gets thrown down by the Undertaker. That was a nasty bump he took, and they got like no heat from the crowd. But man, yeah. I thought that was like that was a huge spot. Like cause he was high, and he, the way yeah. he fell was nasty. Oh yeah, it was effective. Yes, it was very effective. Nice. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Taker sends Sean into the cell wall, and then he gets clothesline. Taker tries for a power bomb. HPK fights off for a second, tries climbing again, but then he gets slammed into the cell wall, and then he gets slammed I into the ring the post, spot. and then the cell wall, and then the ring post, and then the cell wall. It was great. I love uh, that spot. Just Undertaker just manhandling well, Sean. Here. Every time Sean would get a counter, Taker would just stomp his ass yep. out. And <laughs> that was a note I made. Is is their juxtaposition and size like yeah that that this would not have worked and looked as good as it did if sean were a bigger man i.e a mick foley say yeah without you there is no way this podcast would have juxtaposition twice in one show well i done. like the word what can i say it's well a good done. word it's a good word You've got a uh, and something right. else here is that i loved that i mean i'm sorry i thought they used the two perfect guys for this match oh, like i agree so two perfect guys so for the first amazing. match of this type um HBK at this point gets frustrated and pushes over the cameraman. Sean fights back. He gets some strikes outside. And then HBK sends Taker into the cell wall, hits a suicide dive. HBK climbs up the cell a ways and then hits a beautiful elbow drop well, on the outside to Taker. Well, you got to say how the he gets out of the... The, the cell. cell. Oh yeah, that was great. That was yeah, he, he beat He beat the hell out well, of the cameraman. Well, he said he said the cameraman and then no. he said he was climbing the cell, right? Oh, we're still on the inside of the oh, cell, pal. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Because so the cameraman took two bumps in this match. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, so that was the first bump. Okay, uh, I, there's a second cameraman bump to, to come. You're good. Uh, so then he hits the beautiful elbow drop, climbing on the inside of the cell, and then HPK dives off the apron, and he grabs the steps, hits Taker with them, and then sets him down the bottom half of the steps, and HPK hits this brutal pile driver on an Undertaker on the steps. I miss a pile driver. I, I love WWE. a good steel oh, yeah. step spot. Oh, I mean, same. And oh, to combine yeah. that with a pile driver, beautiful. A spike. I loved it. And then this is when the camera started to glitch out a little bit, and there's a top rope axe handle to Taker by HPK. He sets up a chair in the corner, and then just grabs it after that, and then slaps... Uh, Slaps Taker with it for a near fall, and then Taker gets tied up in the ropes, 
Uh, gets out of it though. I love that spot. I loved it too. HBK gets back body dropped outside of the ring. This is when the cameraman gets taken out, and then HBK gets mad again and just punches him for good measure. Sergeant Slaughter at this point opens the cell door to be open so they can assist the cameraman. HBK teases a sweet chin music. He hits it. Can't get the pinfall though because the ref is distracted getting the cameraman some help. Both men uh, get outside the cage, so now they're outside of the cell. HBK hits a missile drop kick. Goes for another but gets caught. Catapulted into the cage. HBK is busted open deep and good. Oh he is bleeding. Eating buckets here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was always a good bleeder, and this was like one of his prime, like bleeding moments. And the for thing me. that always struck me is for somebody that bled so well, he not, you if you look at his forehead, no there's scars. no scar tissue. Yeah, None. yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and then he gets lawn darted into the cell wall twice. HBK climbs up to the top of the cell. Uh, Undertaker climbs up top too. He gets back body dropped onto the top of the cell. And then I love this shot because there's a caravan inside the cell, and Shawn Michaels and Undertaker are up top, and Michaels is literally bleeding on the camera lens. Yeah. I absolutely that was such loved a, that. You, through the ceiling. Amazing. Yeah, I love that shot. Amazing. It was great. Love it. Love it. Love it. And there's a military press to Sean on top of the cell. And I had like a heart attack moment because I was like, oh my God, he's going to throw him off the cell. And I've seen this match. Yes. I know yes. it didn't happen, but it was the camera work because you couldn't see like the edge of the camera was not at the edge of the cell. Right. And he goes off camera for a minute. And I'm like, oh my God, he's going to die. Where he springs like five feet. Yeah. yeah. It was great. It was good. Again, good camera work there. Uh, HBK is just a bloody mess at this point. And then he decides, you know. I don't want to be up here anymore. Tries to climb down. <laughs> Get away. He gets on like a support beam halfway down. Undertaker pushes him off right through the announce He's, table. He stomps on both of his feet. Yeah, he stomps on his feet. That's a good, Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Throws him down and he falls through the announce table. I forgot there, this, there was a table spot in this match. Oh, really? And it was beautiful. It was. Luke and I had a debate on that one because they didn't clear that table off. No, and he landed on, on a monitor, monitor bro. Yeah, it that had to hurt. It hit him in the face. Yeah, it it hit him, I think he landed on it in his back, which is, yeah, you know, a yeah. man with an injured back. That's what you want to be doing. Good. And then it bounced up. Yeah, it hit him right in the face. Probably over him up a little more i think it did yeah because uh, at this point you can see just like a stream of blood coming down ripping. uh and then uh take a throw sh- grabs him and just beals him down he produces a chair from underneath the ring uh they're back inside the ring now a huge chair shot to Shawn michaels that was payback oh my goodness we saw multiple times uh like previous to this match hbk that, was assaulting taker yeah with he, chair he whacked him weeks. like three times yeah excellently in the head it was a stiff chair shot and right after that the lights go down creepy organ music starts to play and then you see paul bear you see a big large masked man and vince says that's gotta be that's gotta be kane and it is he says that like 10 times the lights are red kane makes his way to the ring uh both men have a stare down you can really wait 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 no 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 kane what does kane do to make his way to the ring Rips the door off. He oh, yeah. He forgot to mention that. He rips the cell door off, off of its hinges. hinges. I love that. And the chain. So awesome. yeah. It was chained shut. Gets into the ring. You can really see the stilt under his boots, by the way, here, if you like look really carefully. Because oh. this was back when he was wearing some pretty thick platform boots. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you can right. really see it here. Because Glenn isn't quite as tall as... And he was the eye for eye with him here. He was above him a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And so they stare each other down for the longest time. Uh, and Taker's in awe. Like, he calls for pyro. For the very first time, we get the cane pyro. Uh, the flames go up. Uh, the lights come back up. And then uh, Kane hits his first ever tombstone onto the Undertaker. Uh, the ref finally recovers because he was taken out at some point. I don't remember when exactly. Sean has just enough wherewithal. Well, Kane, Kane uh, ripped the door off and then, and it, then, yeah, then whacked right. he Earl's head on, with the, it. Yeah. on the cage. And then uh, the ref recovers, counts the three. Sean wins in 30 minutes. So this is the match to watch from this show. Uh, I think so. I again, I I, I kind of had trouble with what to grade this because see, like I try and grade things on a what 
I see today mm. with my eyes. Mm. And one year later, we would get something that would top this tenfold. Yeah, but it, that but was this a completely was, different type of match. And this was nothing. This was not. A, this was a great match. It was the perfect way to debut the cell. It was the perfect way to debut Kane. I give it four stars. Match of the night, easily. Watch this match. I gave it four and a half. I thought it was really good, but um, I don't know. I I don't know. I get I give it four and a half. It's really really good. I just don't think it's in the five star territory. I'm about, for me. I'm about to just give this match a big handy. So hey, you know, go for it. Go ahead, Joseph. Well, and I have to say, Luke and I debated this, and I, I agree with his points, but I give it a four and a half because I hate. Like, the, you've got this big feud you've built up for months, and I realize there's probably no other better way to debut Kane, but you've got this big feud, and you blow it off with somebody coming in, hitting one move to The Undertaker, and done. It was like, mm. so... Mm, I'm about to. I'm about to. But I was worried for a second that they were going to, like, do a Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns thing, or when it was... Remember from Hell in a Cell when it was Braun and Reigns, and they yeah. completely no-finished the match? Yes. So at least they had a finish. Yeah. They had a finish. And, Which and was great. <laughs> like, Sean barely is able to get his arm over him, and Earl is barely fucking conscious, and a slow one, two, three. Like, so dramatic. Go ahead, Kel, and finish to you, what, I was going to toss it to, to you on this one. You made a really good comment about uh, the difference in Kane and The Undertaker and their their tombstones, and I really liked... I love Kane's, I love Kane's tombstone. Like I love, I love Kane's tombstone because too. because Taker's is super drawn out. He like goes up really yeah. slowly and plants them. Kane's down. has like one mo- motion. Kane's Kane's is boof, boof, and yeah. you're on the floor. I like both men's tombstones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You you done? Yeah. You good? All right. Luke. This match. Floor, first of all, this is Dave Dave Meltzer's second ever five star match. What was in the first? WWF, the Razor, Razor Ramon, and Shawn Michaels. Yep, the ladder match. This match was incredible. So th- the way that Shawn Michaels was able to sell. Everything like the storytelling was awesome. Kane looks phenomenal, terrifying. Even Undertaker's in awe selling this. Like everyone played their part perfectly. I know you don't like it, Joe, because it wasn't a clean finish. Here's the thing, man. This match set up what became a six month. So Kane and Undertaker went back and forth. They did not wrestle. Like this started their rivalry. They did not wrestle until six months later at WrestleMania. That's the first time. Wow. They got in the ring. To be honest, this set up like a like a twenty year feud almost. Right, that, and went back and forth. Yeah. yeah, probably my favorite rivalry of all time. Yeah, it's it. You know, um, this is kind of off topic, but I, me and Zach were looking at some pay per view cards the other day, and it was like in two thousand ten or eleven, Kane beat Undertaker for a title, like a world title. Mm. How how so crazy that, that is. It was always yeah. there. Wow. That, so crazy. That was always going back and forth from friends to foe. So Luke, I'm guessing so, you gave this match five stars. So five stars, and this deserves every bit of it. Okay, so. Here's things to think about. Sorry, I'm just, I just need to get this off my chest. They needed to get the belt off of Brett. He was leaving. Yeah. Okay. Next month. Brett screwed Brett. Yeah, then, thanks, Dakota. <laughs> next month is a screw job. Yeah, next month is a screw job. Brett screwed Brett. They painted the picture of Sean not having a chance. Undertaker yeah. had him dead to rights. Yep. No, no pun intended. Um, and this set up, you know, one of my favorite feuds ever. So built up for six months before they ever scored off in the ring. Current WWE needs to take notes on how to build a rivalry like that. Yeah, definitely. Because that was incredible. Definitely. This was storytelling at its finest. I know why Dave Meltzer absolutely loved this match. And I, all this time later, absolutely loved this match. Match of the night easily, I think, for probably all four of us. Uh, If you're going to watch one show from this match, one one match match from this show. show. Watch this one. It's 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 great. It's worth a watch for sure. So, uh, so should I get in the next? Oh, we no, 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 no. Come on, man. Jeez. Jeez. So that was it. That was how we went off the air. Uh, overall, 
this was like a lot of early Attitude Era shows a one match card for me. Uh, but that one match was really good. This was going to be probably a D show for me, maybe even a D minus show for me. Because a lot of these matches in the middle of the card were just slogs. This brings it up a lot. I gave it a C. Uh, just because that last wow. match was so eventful and just so fun to watch. And the first match as well was good as well. So it kind of started and ended up with something positive. Bookends. Yeah. Exactly. I gave, so it a I, gave C- it a C. I gave it a C minus. I I had a hard time sitting through the show. If it wasn't for the Hell in a Cell and the mid, the midget match and then that first match. The the Brian Pillman thing almost like the, so bad. The Ooh. stuff that they said about Brian Pillman almost made this a D minus show on its own. And if it wasn't for that Hell in a Cell. It, I would have so tone deaf. Sometimes, yeah, that man. That, that pissed me off. The show was not very good. It the ending was great, but it kind of sucked. All right, Joe. Joe what do you think? And if we're grading this on show overall segments, the whole thing, I I would say C because of the main event. And it's funny to me, the one guy out of Smoky Mountain on this show that went on to be anything. You know who it is? Who is it? Kane. He oh, was really? in Smoky Mountain wrestling, and this is this is. This is where sometimes I wonder about Cornette to a degree. He <laughs> oh, had Kane hmm. booked as a character in Smoky Mountain in the mid-90s called Unabomb. Right at the time <laughs> that the Unabomber was really? still out. Still like they hadn't it caught him yet. That doesn't surprise me. Wrestling bookers oh, are so boy. tone deaf. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So it, yeah, definitely. So you, you said a C? C card. It was fun. And thank you guys. And I really appreciate it. We're glad to have you. Yeah. I, I actually gave it a C minus, and I'm the one who gave that match five stars. Yeah, like you were absolutely right, Zach. It was bookended, one decent match, and then one of the best matches of all time. So uh, terrible. I, I noticed that this is kind of like a trend with these like 97 to 99 Attitude Era shows that we watch, is that there's typically like one or two good matches, and I think that just speaks because if you look at a WWE pay per view now, for everything that you can say negatively about the product, they have. A stacked roster from top to bottom and amazing and matches they can put on amazing match after amazing match after amazing match this was an era where i think their roster was pretty thin yes where you can see a lot of these like mid card mm-hmm. matches didn't really do a ton the storytelling really was these off. pay-per-views were literally like only meant to tell the story like of the main event yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think they've come a long way in that respect, and I'm noticing a trend for this era of WWF with these shows. But new WWE has can learn something from this era about storytelling yeah. and how to build rivalries. On, on nope. your guys' chat that you've got going on on, on your Facebook Facebook.com slash Big Boys and Body Slams. We, Slam we were talking about this a little bit, and they said what uh, they asked the question, what was one of the things that you miss most about wrestling? I understand why it's gone. I understand it. I don't agree with it. But they used to do... They would try a rivalry on house shows. Then if it worked and the crowd bought it there, they would bring it up and work it and work it and work it for months. I mean, you look at Hogan Savage back in the day was a half a year or more feud until it yeah. culminated at WrestleMania. This is the stuff that is it. It it makes it important and it makes you want to believe again and it suspends your disbelief and believe and buy and love this. And that's what's important important you can't sell something if nobody believes it right yeah i think long-term right. booking is something they desperately need back yes i agree in today's product kyle what do and you have next week speaking of current day wwe mm-hmm. we got the royal rumble 2019 we will That's be right. live after the show so look out for that um, the card is it's stacked fucking stacked this is gonna be a mm. th- there's almost mm. no way they can ruin this show let, let's run through the... <laughs> Thank you, Peanut Gallery. Let's let's run through the uh, matches real quick. A U.S. Championship match between Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. That should tear the house down. Yes. A tag team title match between The Bar and Shane McMiz. <laughs> Shane McMiz. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> wow. The WWE Raw's Women's Championship. 
Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks. The yep. SmackDown's Women's Championship, Asuka versus the man, Becky oh, Lynch. Yeah. Mm. The WWE Championship between Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Fickle. A <laughs> fatal four-way cruiserweight title match, Buddy Murphy, Akira Tozawa, Hideo Itami, and Kalisto. That gets me hard. I can't wait for that oh, A singles match for the I'm WWE Universal title between Brock Lesnar and hopefully the Demon, Finn Balor. If it's the Demon, he wins. If it's not, oh. he loses. That's, I'm like almost certain. Oh, yeah. The Women's Royal Rumble match and the Men's Royal Rumble it match. It is a so stack. It's Pretty much every, every title's on the line, right? Yep, every title's on the line. Stack card. We're kicking off and or the new year. I'm ending my my part of the show by saying if Edgar's not in the Hall of Fame by this week, I riot. Same Vote here. Edgar. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks Love for tuning you. in. Love you. Gentlemen. I got a piece of I, Thank you again, and maybe you'll see me here in about a month when you guys go extreme. <laughs> and we're maybe. out.